Yo, what is going on, everyone? What is cooking? This is scriptwriter Steve. You reach my podcast, Barbecue to Movies. Today is September 28th, 2021. It is currently 2.20 a.m. in the morning. Oh, wait, it's 2.21 a.m. in the morning. I'm up late, working late, doing a podcast late. You know the way it is, right? I don't know. I like doing podcasts late. I really do. I really do. Wow, so how was your weekend? (laughs) How was your Monday? I was, uh, you know, to be honest, uh, my Monday was okay, even though my Eagles lost. Yeah, you know, I'm a Philadelphia Eagles fan. I'm a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. Um, Lately, though, after our Super Bowl, I think the year after our Super Bowl, uh, the year we got rid of Nick Foles, I kind of have felt like a man without a team. It's kind of like a person without a country. And because, you know, the Philadelphia Eagles, they got rid of their Super Bowl MVP. Now, I know a lot of you football fans are going to say to me or email me and say that, you know what, Nick Foles is not that great of a quarterback. Okay, I understand he is not Tom Brady, but he is not as bad as people think he is. He's actually pretty darn good. And I've been following his career since he got to the Eagles, since he moved around. And I always liked the guy. You know, he could throw this beautiful deep ball, beautiful deep ball. And, and he had this pocket presence, this natural pocket presence that you just really couldn't teach. And he could read the, the defense. He could make up his own plays on the fly. A lot of times when the Philadelphia Eagles would score touchdowns, um, you would hear uh, leaks in the press that uh, Nick Foles told um, this receiver to run a different route than it was designed, and that receiver got open, and he threw the ball right there. And again, he, he knows how to read defenses. He's a really great, technically, he's a really great offensive coordinator, and, uh, you know, he doesn't get credit for that. You know, a lot of the plays you know, that he scored touchdowns on over there in the Super Bowl, uh, he did things through the ball to receivers who were not supposed to get the ball. He didn't throw. The people who got the ball, I guess who were the, who were the primary reads, they weren't actually the primary reads at all. If you read his book, if you listen to his interviews, this guy is a really good gunslinger. Now, why hasn't he had, you know, gotten a good chance, a fair shake in, at other teams? Well, it's because those other teams flat out sucked. Their coaches flat out sucked. And they used Nick Foles as their scapegoat to try to extend their tenure, I guess, at these other uh, football teams. So right now, he's like, you know, over in Chicago, third string, which he doesn't belong there because he's way better than Justin Fields, who only threw one yard, I guess one yard total in passing for the entire freaking game. One yard. Because again, sacks count against your passing yards, but apparently they're not counting it for Justin Fields. I don't know why, but it usually counts against your individual passing yards. And um, not just your team stats, your individual passing yards, but they're giving him a pass. Don't tell, don't ask me why. And on top of that, he's way better than Andy Dalton. Who in the world ever thought Andy Dalton was a good quarterback? He, will, he wasn't a good quarterback in the Bengals. That's why they got rid of him. And he wasn't a good quarterback in the Cowboys. That's why they got rid of him as a backup. I don't know, people. I don't know. You got a Super Bowl MVP there sitting third string. 
And, uh, you know, Matt Nagy just wants to blame it on everyone else except him. You know, he's not a good play caller. He doesn't design the greatest of plays. I don't think, I don't think he designs great plays at all. And I remember, I think it was last year, Nick Foles got in it, you know, with uh, Matt Nagy right on the sideline. And he was, they were just yelling at each other because Nick Foles, you know, he knows how to call plays. And all of a sudden, Matt Nagy calls a timeout. And then all of, and then gets his own play in there, his own install in there. And then, of course, what happens? Oh, they go three and out on the one-yard line, right? Again, it doesn't work. Nick Foles knows what works, and Matt Nagy doesn't. And he doesn't trust Nick Foles, and he tries to get too cute with gadget plays. Anyway, I didn't want to talk about football, people. I really don't. You know, this podcast is going to be all about the Arizona audit. So, you know, just hold on, people. I just need to get some other things off my chest. And then we'll cut to the commercial and then we'll get back. We're going to go talk about these Arizona audit results. Because what you're hearing in the news out there, of course, is all fake news. It's all fake news. I mean, it's sad. You can't, I mean, why is it? That you have to depend on a wedding planner slash professional storyteller, you know, slash aspiring podcaster. Why don't we just put that label on me, you know, for your real news? Because the media out there just has an agenda. They just have an agenda. All right. Okay, so before I do all that, why don't we just get some other local news out of the way? Because I know a lot of you folks out there are wedding couples. Um, or, you know, you're aspiring to travel to Hawaii, you want to get married here because you're tuned into my podcast, uh, because you want to know what's going on here. Or right now, our COVID numbers are diving. Uh, we're in the mid-200s right now, and those include probable cases. All right, people? Probable cases. That means the numbers there include people who may be infected, may be infected. So how does it work? Right now, I'm going to go back to how this works because a lot of you don't tune in. What defines a probable case? So, pretend we're all going to a restaurant and they, you know, someone in there is infected with COVID, right? Or someone in there had contact with someone who was infected. And we have about 30 people in that restaurant. Now, those 30 people are all considered probably infected. Even though the contact tracers didn't contact you. Those 30 people, they add it to the total and think and say they're probably infected, even though they haven't contacted those people. Or if they contacted those people, and even if they tested negative, they are still considered probable, and they go straight into the case count. So that's where the 230 people, we, the 230 people who are infected and probably infected, that's what we get that's what we have right now. They polluted the data pool. Why are they doing this? Well, the reason why they're doing this is, there, is that they're trying to scare the hell out of everyone into getting vaccinated. That's number one. And, no, and number two, they just want to have something, something to hold on to so they could, you know, have more power over us, more fear over us. You know, right now I'm seeing people more people walking outside without with a mask on, driving in a car by themselves with a mask on. I can't believe it. You know, I see people swimming 
with mask on. Today, when I was riding my bike, I saw kids in their high school team jogging on the road, not social distancing each other. We're talking about 20, 30 people, 30 kids together with their coach running with mask on. This is so stupid. I mean, and you know, some of them had their mask down over their chin and they look like they were having a hard time breathing because again, you know, who the hell can run with a mask on? It's so stupid. Okay. So I I want to read to you some of these articles. This article came out today in the newspaper. And apparently, um, a skilled nursing facility is grappling with large COVID outbreaks despite high vaccination rates. And what is missing here? Oh, by the way, in this nursing facility where they have seen 93 COVID infections, a super spreader event. In fact, COVID's been spreading pretty good there and everyone's been vaccinated. What are they not telling you there? Everyone there, every single person in that facility, we're wearing masks. I thought masks work. Oh, they forgot to mention that in the whole damn freaking article. We all know that if you're going to go into some type of indoor place, especially here in Hawaii, you have to wear masks. And this is a highly skilled nursing facility for the elderly. All right. And this makes the, you know, the, the headline news. So this is making headline news because they had 93 COVID infections this, just this month. And the majority of those who are, I guess, who are testing positive are fully vaccinated. All right. And family members are saying they're so worried. Oh my God, they're so worried. Did any of them die? No. What were their symptoms? Hmm, they had a runny nose. They had a runny nose. Some of them, they were, they were asymptomatic, but they were still offered antibody therapy. Did any of them go to the ICU? No. Did any of them go to the hospital? No. They were positive. A positive case doesn't mean they're infected. Whether or not their body can fight it off naturally or whether or not their body will fight it off because of the antibodies you know, brought to them by a common code or the mRNA vaccines or the Johnson & Johnson vaccines because those vaccines do work or the antibody therapies, which is a very good therapeutic. By the way, these vaccines are also therapeutic, all right? That's why they should be considered therapeutics more than vaccines. That would make everyone feel a lot more comfortable, in my opinion. But anyway, anyway, nobody got sick. And it's making headline news as though these 93 um, elderly people are on their deathbed. They're not. They're not. All of them have recovered. And they only had... I think I'm reading here, two hospitalized patients with minor symptoms, runny noses. That's it, runny noses. Is that stupid? It's that, I can't believe this. So here's another article today that came out, right? Front front page of the Star Advertiser. The Star Advertisers are local newspaper. In bold letters, Hawaii residents share first-hand horror stories of breakthrough COVID cases. Okay, horror stories. I'll read it for you. 
For Michael Miranda of Kauai, sneezing, congestion, and other symptoms began after a trip to the West Coast over the summer hinted at the possibility he was infected. That's it. Oh, that's horror? For Catherine Heyer of Oahu, it was the realization that she could not smell garlic in the refrigerator during a family trip to Utah in June. Oh, really? Really, really, really? <laughs> For another person, Lisa Crosby and her husband, Pat Torres of Kailua, believe they contracted the coronavirus from another patient who were asymptomatic, but after Pat Torres, he believed he caught it after visiting the hospital after he fell from the stairs, and which landed him in the hospital room late August. Ooh. So he was asymptomatic. These are horror stories. First-hand horror stories of breakthrough COVID cases. This is what the news is digging up, putting on our front news. People, these vaccines, I know a lot of you are anti-vax out there, right? And you do have a case that these vaccines, it can kill some. It doesn't kill many. It can kill some. It can harm some. But it doesn't harm the majority. It doesn't kill the majority, all right? It actually helps. It's a very, very good therapeutic, all right? It's extremely good therapeutic. These people here are not dying of COVID. The people at the nursing home are not dying of COVID, right? They should have died of COVID, but they're not. They're getting a runny nose. Now, myself, I thought I got COVID. How many? Um, you know, I, I'm fully vaccinated, but my cousin, again, she got the Delta variant. She was fully vaccinated. She came down here. You know, her kids got COVID. And, you know, I saw her and we're hugging each other and doing all that kind of stuff and all that. She goes back to California. Oh, I'm positive. Oh, but she's okay. And guess what she did to like make herself feel better? She took quercetin and zinc quercetin and zinc i've been telling you everyone out there to take quercetin and zinc which even works better than the vaccine it seems but you know she did that and she said tommy steve i feel so much better i just feel great you know thank you so much for telling me this and we ended up giving her the quercetin to take home after we both touched the bottle and then probably gave ourselves, um i guess covid because when i came home that day i, I had a runny nose I still had a scratchy throat the other day, and then I took, you know, two quercetins, and it's gone. So quercetin is really good just for even allergies or, or even just a common cold, because it allows zinc to penetrate into all of these different coronaviruses. You know, COVID-19 is just one of the many coronaviruses out there. So you get a, if you get in contact with a common cold, I mean, this quercetin zinc thing will kill it. It will really, really kill it. It, it just does wonders, all right? So if you don't have it, Go get it. If you're not vaccinated, fine. Don't get vaccinated. But put yourself on quercetin and zinc. You know, you're, you're really not going to reg regret it at all. All right, people. That's it for what I wanted to talk about before I got into, you know, the meat and bones of my entire podcast. I want to go over this Maricopa County Forensic Audit. So I'm going to cut to commercial. I'm going to come back. And we're going to get straight into this, all right?
Hey, what's going on, everyone? It's Scriptwriter Steve with a shameless plug for my company, Dream Weddings Hawaii. So, if you want to get married in Hawaii, if you want to get your vows renewed in Hawaii, and if you want some family pictures in Hawaii, make sure you check me out. So, my website is dreamweddingshawaii.com. So, that's Dream Weddings with a S, Hawaii spelled out.com. Welcome back to my podcast. <sighs> I swear, you can't trust the media nowadays. You have to trust good old Steve to tell you what the truth is out there. You're a bunch of freaking liars. That's all I have to say. Bunch of freaking liars. So, last week Friday, I was on my tippy toes. Waiting on pins and needles, whatever you want to say. I was waiting for that Arizona Maricopa County forensic audit to come out. And you know what? I didn't hear much on it. I didn't hear about it on Fox News. I didn't hear about it on Newsweek. I didn't hear about it on anywhere. And then I did a Google search. And uh, what do I find? I find article after article, um, all from the mainstream media, saying that whoa, wait a minute, this Arizona Maricopa County forensic audit backfired on the Republicans. It backfired on Donald Trump because out of the 2,088,569 votes counted, well, Joe Biden increased his votes by 360. And no, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Biden gained 99 votes while Trump lost 261 votes and uh, the net the net gain for uh, Joe Biden was now 360 and this actually um, the article said that this confirmed Biden's victory in Arizona huh okay so I read all of these articles and I said, this is horrible. This is, you know, I thought we were going to expect, you know, something else. So I was feeling pretty down. I was feeling really, really down. So I said, no, this can't be it. This can't really, really can't be it, can it? And well, (laughs) I was correct. It's not really it. So I took a look at the actual um, video that was not allowed to post on YouTube. I had to view it on Rumble. This was the... Um, I guess the, the three different companies that were involved in the Maricopa County Forensic Audit, uh, Cyber Ninjas, Dr. Shiva, and some another person, I forgot his name. And um, yes, they did say that um, Biden gained 99 votes while Trump lost 261 votes. That's true. So Biden did actually increase his votes, a net gain of 360 votes, right? And the total number of votes counted it was 2,088,569 votes, right? This was, all, this was all confirmed. But what was not confirmed were the 49,718 questionable votes. And this is what the audit produced. It actually produced 49,718 votes that were in highly, that were very much Highly questionable. 23,344 of those votes were 
were determined to critically impact the the Biden's victory. Now, remember, Biden only won um, Arizona by, I think, around 7,000 votes. So get this. Out of the 49,718 questionable votes, 23,344 mail-in ballots were counted from individuals who no longer lived at the address to which the mail-in ballot was sent. So that means the mail-in ballot went to who? And they were counted? 23,344, all of which went to Biden. It just happened to be. All of which went to Biden. So the audit called these mail-in ballots, well, they voted from a prior address. So again, they moved somewhere else, yet it was sent to somewhere else, and it voted for Biden. This, this doesn't make so 23,344 mail-in ballots. Okay, now, if we throw those out, Trump automatically wins, correct? Get this, it continues. 9,041 more ballots were returned by voters, okay, but still counted. So get this, so again, they mail out the mail-in ballot votes, 9,041 coming back. They, they come back. They should not be, you know, again, tallied in the voter count. But they were, and they voted for Biden. Hmm. That is considered highly impactful. 5,295 voters potentially voted in multiple counties in the certified results phase. So that means not only did they vote in Maricopa, they voted in others in Arizona. 5,295. Oh, by the way, they all voted for Biden. <sighs> okay. So we go, I'm going to go circle back here just to, just to uh, let... Um, just to confirm certain things here. So, again, what the media is telling you, and it's partly, it's this is 100% true. Biden still won Arizona when you still count all of these fake votes, all right? So he still, he increased his vote by 99 votes while Trump lost, you know, 261 votes. That's not good news here. That's actually proving there's actually fraud here, all right? You, you know, Remember when, I think uh, there was about, a, I think it was two years ago, when the New Orleans Saints, um, they lost to the um, Los Angeles Rams in the NFC Championship. And, and um, you know, the, they, they lost that championship because of a, of a, a call, um, a pass interference call that was not, a flag was not thrown on that obvious pass interference call. The league later determined when they did an audit of that game, they said that, yes, a referee should have thrown a flag on that play. And if they would have, the New Orleans Saints would have been declared the winner. They would have gone to the Super Bowl, but they didn't. The Rams did. All right. So it, it didn't affect the outcome, but they found, you know, not fraud, but things that affected it. You know, critical 
impact decisions. And that's the same thing what's going on now. So just because Joe Biden, you know, the, the, the number of votes that are on, that they counted, are still the same. Yes, they're still the same. But we're counting. That's not what's important. That's all it's saying is that, yes, we counted all of those votes. But by the way, 49,718 of them are questionable. And a lot of them, you know, are highly impactful or critically impactful. All right? So that's not good news. I'm telling you that there's still fraud here. I'm reading the results here. They're not reporting any of this. Okay, going on. 3,432 ballots that were cast. List of people um, who show as having cast a vote. The, the audit called this group um, of ballots official results who did not match who voted. So what does this mean? This means that these people voted in person, yet they also have a mail-in ballot. They voted twice. Th- these lists of people are showing that they already had they're or- they already had casted a vote, so they're showing that they don't have a right to cast this vote, yet they were counted. The votes were counted. By the way, it all went to Joe Biden. Hmm. We are way over that 7,000 threshold, by the way, people. Way over. Okay? Okay, going on. 2,382 in-person voters voted. Oh, for Joe Biden. They moved out of the Maricopa County. Moved out. That means they're not supposed to vote in Maricopa. People, something is wrong here. Moving on. 2,081 voters moved out of state during the 29 preceding election in the voter history phase. So that means if they don't live there within 29 days, they can't vote, yet they voted. This is not good, people. It is not good. Oh, And get this, 1,551 votes were counted in excess of voters who voted in the certified result phase. So there's 1,551 votes more than people who actually are registered to vote in Maricopa County. A lot of dead people voting for Joe Biden, I think. Oh, by the way, all these people are voting for Joe Biden. So we have 49,718 people who voted for Joe Biden. It's very questionable. <laughs> they should be thrown out. His, his lead is only by 7,000. Common sense tells you that Trump won Arizona. Your eye test tells you that Trump won Arizona because I tell you what, when you go to Arizona, it is Trump country there. They have caravan upon caravan, people, you know, driving, you know, they have lines of people driving trucks over there, miles upon miles and miles, Trump flags everywhere. And you see, you know, and this is in Maricopa County. And you tell me Joe Biden won that, won that place. Joe Biden went down there to do a little campaigning one time and eight people showed up at his, at his event. Eight freaking people showed up at his event. How, now again, 
they used the COVID thing as a reason why people couldn't show up because they, they drew those little circles around there, right? But you would think people would still show up on the outside. Only eight people showed up on the outside. Where's all his fans? Where is all his fans? <laughs> people. I don't think I don't think Joe Biden won this uh, fair and square. Not at all. Not at all. And this is why I think he knows it too. This is why he wasn't crying when he won. You know, when he won the election uh, with Barack Obama, um, he was really at tears because that was a legitimate win. And we all saw it coming because, you know, Obama just had this you know, tremendous energy behind him. Um, he was a very charismatic guy. I mean, I don't care if, you know, if you um, uh, disagree with his politics. I disagree with his politics, right? But that's not what we're talking about. This guy was very charismatic, very likable. Um, the media still is, is very, loves this guy. And, you know, I mean, he can do nothing wrong because he is the first black president of America. So, you know, woke America benefits him, you know, whichever way you, way you want to turn, right? But Joe Biden, you know, when he won this election, there was no tears being shed. Not by Joe Biden. Not at all. All right. <laughs> Moving on, people. Moving on. I want to share with you another article right here real quick. This comes from the New York Post. So apparently, hidden between, underneath all the news, and in fact, eliminated by a lot of news, especially the local news, if you live in a liberal state, is the fact that the Clinton team, it's official now that they created Russiagate. All right? And how do we know that? Well, it's because... <laughs> The special counsel, John Durham, do you know, remember that guy? He's the guy who's looking into the whole Russia collusion. Why don't we just call it Russian Gate thing? Well, apparently, Clinton's campaign lawyer, Michael Sussman, well, he is being indicted on the alleged effort to push a false Russia collusion claim. So again, he is being indicted for pushing the false Russian collusion claim. Now, why is that so important? Is because that this guy, he actually, and you know, lied about creating Russiagate. You know, he, you know, the Russiagate now is 100% true. John Durham has undercovered it. The, even the media has under, uh, admitted the whole Russiagate scandal is 100% true. That means Trump was never in bed with the Russians. In fact, it was Hillary Clinton. You know, she did everything. And this whole Russian dossier, which we all knew it was fake, was used not only by the Clintons, but by Obama to spy on the Trump campaign. <laughs> That's dirty. That's extremely dirty, people, right? And it's all true. Now, we all, now, Trump supporters knew that this was all true. But the Democrats out there, they took the Kool-Aid, they took the Clinton Kool-Aid and believed that, Ru that Russia was working with Donald Trump. But it was all a lie. It's, now, a lot of Democrats are getting red-pilled right now because, you know, um, Russell, I think Russell Brand, who is like a big-time, you know, Democrat, he is seeing the truth now. And he came out on YouTube saying that, 
he doesn't know what to believe now because the Democrat Party, which he believed in, apparently lied for three years about the whole Russia-Trump collusion narrative. Well, let's take a look back at what else they've lied about. All right? Now, they used the Trump-Russia collusion to investigate Donald Trump with Mueller, all right, for three freaking years just so they could possibly have the chance of impeaching this man. You know, just imagine how evil that is, right? They went to Russia to create a false dossier, and then they used that to to not only spy on Trump's campaign, but to prosecute him for three years and to try to use that as a way to dig up information to impeach Donald Trump. And, and they, when they couldn't find anything to impeach him on, they used this false narrative of a, of a quid pro quo call to Ukraine's president um, regarding uh, opposition research, I guess regarding doing opposition research on Joe Biden, which was, again, 100% false. Um, and, and, they, and, and they used that for three, for three years to try to get Trump out of office. And then when they couldn't do that, they impeached Trump on that Russia gate, no, on the Ukraine phone call gate, which was, which was totally ludicrous. And then after that, they impeached Trump after the January 6th, after he was out of office, <laughs> on the fa- on this uh, fake fake uh, um, narrative that Trump was responsible for what happened on January sixth, the quote unquote insurrection, which they find which they found out was not an insurrection but just a riot, and again people acted independently of Trump. They found that out too, so it's all fake. And this is why this is why people don't believe. The government. This is why they have vaccine hesitancy, right? Because we can't believe what the hell's coming out. And the truth is, Fauci has lied to us too. Mask work, mask don't work. You know, Biden says if you're vaccinated, you don't have to social distance, you don't have to wear a mask. All of a sudden he says you have to wear a mask and now you don't, right? Now you're saying you have to get another booster when the, the own FDA says maybe you don't. And now they're saying, hey, wait a minute, if you're infected and you recovered, well, you have better immunity than, than actually being vaccinated, but they still want you to get vaccinated. It doesn't make any sense. It goes like directly against the science. In fact, in other areas of the world, they're, say, they're saying that, hey, you know what, immunity is immunity. And we all know that by common sense, right? What do we? What happens when you get infected with COVID and you recover? Your body creates antibodies because it recognizes that COVID nineteen, the antigen in there, is is in your body. What happens when you take the vaccine? Well, it, your body creates antibodies because it's being fooled that COVID is inside your body. It does the same exact thing. Yet they're they're saying that those who got infected and recovered need to take the vax. Does that make any sense? You can't believe this government. The Democrats are lying to you. They're lying to you. They lied about, you know, again, police brutality. They're lying to you about, you know, white privilege. They're lying to you. They can't even decide for you. I mean, they they can't even decide what's a boy and what's a girl. They can't even decide what's an, an illegal immigrant and what's a legal immigrant. They can't decide what to do on the border. 
this government can't decide, you know, that leaving back $85 billion worth of military equipment is a good or bad idea. They can't decide whether or not that's a good or bad idea. And we're supposed to trust these people? Common sense tells us something very different, doesn't it? <sighs> people. You know, I keep talking about this. This, you know, this entire podcast is about, it's supposed to be about, you know, light topics, barbecue, right? Movies, right? Weddings, all those different types of things. But, you know, for the past year, it's been taking on a much more serious and heavy tone because, you know, the, the subject matters, I mean, the world that we're living in is, is crazy. It's just really crazy. And we really have a government that is, you know, giddy with power. And, and um, they're, they're all acting like kings. Like even here in Hawaii, the mayor and our governor believe that they don't need to pass laws the old-fashioned way. They can just use our emergency mandates and pass things out and say, hey, you know what? You know, this business can open up, that business can. And if, you know, you have to follow these types of rules in order to like, you know, open up your business. You know, you can travel, you can't travel. You know, you have rights, you don't have rights. And they're not, and they're saying their mandates are as good as laws or even better than laws. I thought laws have to be, have to be passed by lawmakers or or um, submitted by lawmakers, right, legislators, and then signed into law by the mayor or the governor. I thought that's how, that's how it works. Isn't that how it works? No, it's not how it works, right? Apparently the mayor can just say, oh, you know, I'm putting a mask mandate on. Oh, I'm taking it off. I'm telling you what clothes you have to wear. You know, if they can do these types of things in... A state of an emergency. What else can they do? What else do they consider a state of an emergency? We always hear that, wow, white privilege is a, you know, it is a, is a, an existential threat. Climate change is an existential threat. All of these things are existential threats, except for the illegal immigrants that are, you know, raiding, you know, that are coming to our country, you know, that are raiding our borders. The fentanyl that comes into our country illegally and kills 100,000 Americans. That's not an existential threat. Oh, you know what's an, what's an existential threat coming across the border? Fake vaccine cards. Fake vaccine cards. That's what they're more worried about. They're not worried about the gangsters, the, the human trafficking that comes across the border, the drugs that comes across the border illegally. They're not worried about that. By God, they're worried about the fake vaccine cards. Hold on. And um, what, what else is there? Oh, that's right. You know, we, they have to push the LGBTQ narrative, that the, the pronoun narrative. They don't care about crime in your city. They don't care about making sure your city's livable. They don't care about the price of food and real estate going through the roof. No, not whatsoever. You know, the dumbest thing I've heard was from Gavin Newsom. You know, in California, they have brush fires there, right? 
brush fires left and right every summer for the last how many decades? Well, they don't clear out brush there. So when you don't, if you don't clear out brush and little kindlings, those things can catch fire pretty quick by you know, a cigarette lighter or a, a lightning strike or something like that. Now, if they would just practice good fire for, um, forest fire management, it would be okay. Well, what are they doing? Well, they're saying that they have to focus more on climate change. So what does that mean? They're installing more electric car charging stations. They're, you know, changing light bulbs from incandescent to LEDs, right? They're making sure um, that we're all going to have solar panels and we're trying to wean ourselves off of gas because if we do that, we don't have to manage the forest. Hmm. No, that doesn't work. Why don't we clean up the damn forest, right? Sweep the damn forest. Get rid of all those kindlings over there. Mow the lawn. Or maybe put water on the lawn. You know, just go over there and, you know, water the damn place down and make it grow green. You know, green grass doesn't burn very easily. It's the white, you know, yellowish dry grass that burns very, very easily. But no, let's not water it. All right, people. I am done with this podcast. It's currently 3.01 a.m. I better get to bed. Thank you so much for listening, by the way. And, um, you know, Hawaii's still open. Uh, you know, our governor, I'm, I'm going to leave you with this. Our Hawaii is still open. So if you want a vacation to Hawaii, do so right now. You know, I know our governor said, you know, um, now is not the right time to travel. He's full of it. Just travel down here. None of the businesses are closed. The hotels are fully open. You know, restaurants are fully open. It's easier if you're vaccinated to uh, to come to Hawaii because then you can dine in a restaurant. But even if you're not vaccinated, that just means you don't you you know you that just means you don't have to you won't be able to dine in a restaurant. That means you can just order your food to go, take it to the beach, and eat it that way. And that's way, the way I've been doing it. Even though I'm vaccinated, I've just been ordering the food out there and just heading to the beach and sitting on the sand or sitting on a bench watch the, watching the sunset while I chow down on something I just bought at a restaurant. All right, people, I am out of here. Thanks for listening. All right, everyone, that's it for today. I had fun podcasting. If you like what you hear, Please share my podcast. If you can't find me, look on your favorite podcast platform and look for BBQ2 Movies. That's BBQ T.O. Movies. Yeah, the T.O. is not the number two, by the way. It is T.O., like Terrell Owens. So that's BBQ2 Movies. Catch you around.